0: So good to see you guys this weekend and we're gonna we 're going to dive into the message in just a moment, but before we do that i got to give some honor where honor is due first of all, I just want to honor my wife because she puts up with me and i'm i'm pretty i'm pretty hard to handle come on so thank you Annalise for putting up with me and I want to honor a, a group of people who we we've been getting to know over the last six or seven months and and we call them the launch team. It's a group of people that, that we've been doing startup parties. And you might have seen that on, on social media or somewhere. We've been, we've been doing gatherings just seeing who was interested, who would want to be part of this. And, and we had about 60 people who said, we're in. Count me in. I want to be part of this transformation. I want to be part of giving hope to Wichita Falls. And that's our launch team. I want to give a hand for our launch team today because this wouldn't be possible without our, our team. No way. So we're beginning a new series today called Dream Again, and we're, we're talking about dreams. So I've got to ask you, how many of you had crazy dreams before? I've, I've had some pretty crazy dreams. Um, you know, I've had some, some crazy dreams along the way. Have you ever had one of those dreams where, you, where you, you, you dream you're falling out of the sky like you fell out of an airplane and you don't have a parachute on and you're just, you're doing this number and when you wake up, you're doing this? I don't know if that happened to you. That happened to me one time when I was eating cereal, I dreamed that I was eating cereal And when I woke up that morning, I was doing this in my sleep. I was like feeding myself in my sleep. Or maybe you had a crazy dream about snakes. I can't stand snakes. Uh, My son, Gideon, we have four boys and, and our middle son, Gideon, he loves snakes. I'm, man, stay away. I don't want anything to do with it. They're, they're evil, right? I just can't stand them. I've had some snake dreams that were crazy, but the only thing worse than a snake dream is a clown dream. Come on, somebody. You know, they're the, they're the devil, right? They're those clown dreams. So I've had some uh, we, crazy dreams, right? Maybe you, maybe you dream that you lost the game by missing the field goal or, or, or you didn't hit the game-winning shot and you're, you woke up like so depressed and you realized, oh man, cool, it's just a dream. I'm good. I'm good. Well, I, I don't really want to talk about our, our night dreams tonight. I want to talk about our daydreams. talking about dreaming again. I'm talking about the things that God has put in your heart, your, your vision for your life. I want to talk about... Um, your passions, your desires, the ambitions, the, the God-honoring dreams that He has put inside of you. That's what I want to talk about today and for the next few weeks. And, and here's, the, here's the reality. Here's the reality. Is, is that the most dangerous place we can be in in our lives is when we get to a place of complacency. Where we just kind of push, we, we push the autopilot button. And we say, you know what, I'm just going to let what happens happen I'm just going to roll with the punches. We just kind of put it in cruise control, take life as it comes. We become reactive and passive, and we're not dreaming. That's the most dangerous place we can be. But I'll tell you this. I believe that there is more. God has more for you, and he has more for me. He has more for us, and he wants to, he wants to inspire dreams inside of us again. Can I get an amen today? He does. He wants to inspire those dreams. So our theme verse for today is is Proverbs chapter twenty nine verse eighteen. It's going to be on the screen. And when you came in, you received that worship guide. And right in the back of that worship guide is some sermon notes. You got a pen, some sermon notes. Take those out with us. Uh, take notes with us today. All the all the blanks will be filled in on the screen as well. But Proverbs 29, 18 in the message says this. It says, if people can't see what God is doing, or if, if they don't have vision for their lives, if they can't see the dream, if they don't, if they don't, have a life, if they don't know where they're going, then they stumble. They, they, they don't have a pathway. They stumble all over themselves. But when they attend to what God reveals... Like in other words when they lean into the dream, when they when they say, "All right, yes God, I want that dream in my life. Yeah, I'm I'm going to take that on." Then they are the most blessed. And here's what I believe that you are the most blessed when you lean into the dreams that God puts inside of your heart. But the in another translation says it this way, when people can't see it, when they can't see the dream, when they can't see the vision, they wander aimlessly. There's no order in their life. It's just chaos. Another translation says where there's no vision, no dream, the people perish. They cast off restraint. They just, they just walk around like they have no purpose in life. So where there's no vision, there's no purpose. So here's the other, other side of that, though. When you are clear on what God is doing, when you are clear on where he's leading you and what he's doing in your life, when you are dreaming big dreams and you're going after God, that's when you are the most fulfilled in this life. That's when you have the most meaning in your life, when you you know what he's calling you to do. That's the moment that you know. So I've had a few dream lists over the years. I've had, uh, uh, I guess, some journals, and I've journaled about dreams, and I've had some dream lists but I've never had a bucket list. You know what a bucket list, right? It, it, that's that's one of those things. That's you you write out your dreams before you kick the bucket, right? Well, uh, this past December, my Texas dad, Larry Till, uh, he was my, he was my dad by choice, not by birth. We just I claimed him as my dad. He was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer, and they, they gave him two to four months to live, and and. And he went so much faster than that. But the, the night that he, was, that he was diagnosed and the next day, he and his wife began to write out the dreams and write out some bucket list items. And some of them were logistics like, hey, we need to talk to the attorney and get this taken care of, get that taken care of, finish this at the house. But some things were, were like, hey, I want to do this with the, the boys. We, I want to I go spend this with the grandkids, whatever it was. It was a, a list of things that he wanted to get done before. He passed away. And when I heard Larry talking about the bucket list, it got me thinking about my own bucket list. Like, man, I, I don't have a bucket list. And, and, and I, I want to, why not write my dreams down now? Why not live my life in such a way now that, like, it, every day could be my last? Why don't I dream big now and believe God for the impossible now? And so I remembered back in 2012, we did a dream Workshop on the staff. We were at a church staff in Alabama for 15 years, and, and so about seven years ago, we did this dream workshop, and we wrote out some dreams, and and I forgot all about that to be honest with you, until Larry started talking about the bucket list, and so I said I'm going to go find that document, and I'm going to start writing out my list. I'm going to start writing out dreaming big. So that's what I did. Since December, I've been writing out some things. I took some things off the list. I added some things on the list. And I've got a bucket list now with about 70 items on it. Some, some are fun things and some are adventurous things, and some things are just, um, they're spiritually significant, right? And I think you ought to do the same thing. It helps you dream, it helps you know where God's calling you. Go home, pray, ask God to give you some dreams, ask God to speak to you. Put some, some adventurous things on there, right? Put some things that matter spiritually on there. And, and here's the tension. The tension is, when you go to write those dreams down, you're, you're going to say, man, I'm not going to write that. That's impossible. I can't do that. You're going to be tempted to leave things off the list because you think it'll never happen. But can I tell you, God is the God of the impossible? <laughs> and, and He can make those dead dreams come alive. He can do it. So I thought I'd share with you some of my bucket list today. Just, just real quick, a couple things off of my bucket list One of the things I've been dreaming about for years is just to work out three times a week, and I can't seem to get there. Come on, somebody. (laughs) (sighs) It's not really a bucket list thing, more like a goal, but you know what I'm saying. Like, come on. I I, I dream of it while I'm eating Doritos and fried chicken, (laughs) all that kind of stuff. But seriously, some some of the dreams God's put in my heart... um, and, and that I've written down because I thought, man, this is something I want to do. This is a, an adventurous thing. One of those, I'm a Tennessee Vol through and through, baby. I was born and bred in Tennessee. Come on. And we are terrible at football. I know. You don't have to tell me. But we number one in basketball. So I guess we were. I don't know if we still are. But that makes up for it a little bit. So I'm a Vols fan. One of my bucket list dreams is I want to see Tennessee play football in every SEC stadium in in the Southeastern Conference. I think that'd be pretty awesome. That'd be a pretty cool thing. I I want to take my boys with me. I want to do that. Um, uh, Another one of my bucket list items is uh, I I want to, listen, this is a big one, but you write down what you feel is impossible. I want to be fluent in Spanish. Hey. I've been to Mexico several times on missions trips. I've, I've been to Spanish-speaking countries, and I can say a little bit like sumo, sumo Dantes de la iglesia de City Hope. Uh, Dios te bendiga. God bless you. I know, I know little things like that, but like Auto, autopista. Let's get on the interstate. Come on. Let's take the toll road. <laughs> I know, little things like that, but I want to be able to carry on a conversation with somebody in our city. With somebody in another country, I want to be able to preach a message in Spanish. love to be able to do That's a big one. That's a B-shag, right? Big, scary, hairy, audacious goal. (laughs) One of my financial goals, aside from having 401Ks and all that kind of stuff, is I want to own a Jeep Wrangler Sahara. Come on, somebody. Emerald green, camel top. I've been dreaming about it since I was in the seventh grade. I, I want, oh, man, I, that's a dream of mine. Um, I haven't even told Annalise this one. I dream of being able to fly an airplane. I want to fly. And if, if Aunt B from Andy Griffith can fly an airplane, <laughs> then I think I can probably do it. Right? Um, here, here's one, uh, an adventure goal for me. I want to hike Pikes Peak. Now, here's the problem. I don't even work out three times a week. (laughs) So so before I go there, hiking Pikes Peak, I probably need to get in shape, right? So, uh, but here's some more spiritual dreams for me, some spiritual significance for me. I want to lead all of my boys to salvation in Jesus Christ. I want them to know God. I want them to find freedom. I want them to discover purpose and make a difference in their lives. I, I want to baptize all my boys. I've baptized, We have four. I've baptized my oldest. I want to baptize the other three. And Lord willing, we'll get to do that here at City Hope. Um, I want to hear my boys preach their first sermon. I, I, I want. I want them to go into ministry. But I'll uh, go wherever you feel the Lord wants you to go. I, I want to hear them preach their first message. And I want to take my my family on an overseas missions trip. You know, we can serve our city here. We do that. Hopefully. You, you've seen us around town. We've, we've been able to minister to schools, and we fed the, the sheriff's department a few weeks ago, just doing random acts of kindness, serving people. But I want to go to another country, Cuba, for example, where my father-in-law was born and raised. And we want to go back there and help people know God and give them life, get a life-giving relationship with Jesus. We want to do that. But let, let me show you this. There was a, in 2012, I went on a prayer retreat, to a monastery in the town that we lived in in Alabama. Um, The the monastery was at St. Bernard Abbey. You might pronounce it St. Bernard, but they pronounced it St. Bernard. A little bit different. Well, it was in Alabama, so I went for two days on this prayer retreat, and I wrote in my journal. I want you to see this. We're going to show it on the screen. Come on, let's put it up there if we got it. But in my notes, I've got it here if we don't have it there. We got it. Is it up there? Look at this. On on July seventeenth, two 2012, I said, I need to claim God's promises in my life for my wife, my family, my ministry, my dreams, my desires. My current dream is to one day be a church planter who is passionate about souls. I want the church to be a life-giving source in a community that doesn't have anything like it. I'm scared of it. Honestly, I've been fighting it for far too long. But God's grace is enough. Come on. Hey, this is a dream come true, y'all. This is a dream right here. This is a dream come true. You're the man of my dreams. You're the woman of my dreams, but not like that. You know what I mean? I've been dreaming about this. This is a dream come true. From We've been talking about it, dreaming about it for 10 years, but I began to write it out about seven, seven years ago. That's a dream come true. And I'm just sharing with you some of our bucket lists so that, so that you can be inspired, so that you can know God wants you to dream. He wants you to be filled with his spirit again. So the problem is this, though. Along the way, we just abandon our dreams. Hey, when I was, when I was a young boy, I wanted to play football for Tennessee. But have you seen me? Come on. <laughs> There's some things that just change over time, but there's also some dreams that God puts in our heart, and then we go, not anymore, and we just, we just put, it, put it to the side. We abandon it, and so I want to tell you three reasons real quick why we ought to live out our dreams, three reasons why it's so important to live out our dreams. Number one, if you're taking notes there in your, in your notes, is this, dreams are the language of God. It's how God speaks to us, and it's not the only way that he speaks to us, but it's one of the ways that God speaks to us. It's through our dreams. And in fact, um, you might say, well, I've never heard the voice of God before. I've never heard him speak, but I would say if you've had a God-honoring dream, then you've heard the voice of God. I believe that. So, um, Acts chapter 2, verse 17 says it this way, um, this is... This is in Acts, and quoting the prophet Joel, he says, God says in the last days, and I believe, I believe we're in the last days. I, be- I believe we're a generation that might usher in the return of Christ. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on everybody who's acting right. Is that what it said? I'll pour out my spirit on everybody who's got their stuff together. no. He says, I'll pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. They're going to encourage people. They're going to lift people up. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Your old men will dream dreams. This is from from Acts. And I believe we're in those days and there's more dreams that are happening. There's more things that God's putting in your spirit because we're in the last days. Why Why more dreams? Because it's more important. Because we're in the last days. And so he's he's given us those dreams. So so live out your dreams. The first reason, because dreams are the language of God. But secondly, is because dreams are the target of your faith. They're the target of your faith. Um, Some of you might be new to the church scene. And maybe you've never been to church uh, before. In fact, I know some folks who are here, we talked about it on social media. I've never been to church before. So you're asking, what is faith? How do I have faith? Listen to this. Faith has to have an object attached to it that hasn't happened yet. And, and I'm gonna let, let, me, let me just unpack that for a second. In other words, in other words, what are you hoping for? Because whatever you're hoping for, like if you have hope, then you have faith. If, if you're hoping for something, then you have faith that it will happen. Um, if you think you don't have faith, it might be because you don't have a target that you're hoping for. This was a hope for us. This was the target of our faith. It was a dream that God had put in us. If you don't have faith, it might be because you don't have a target. Because if you, if you hope for something, you have faith. Hebrews 11 1 says it this way. Now, faith is it's the substance it, it's, it's the thing that you're hoping for. It's the evidence of what you can't see, though. It, it's there, but you can't see it. It hasn't happened yet. So for us, for 10 years, we were dreaming about this church, and we couldn't see it happening yet. We couldn't see it. Uh, we, we, we couldn't know what exactly was going to happen, but we were hoping for that. So let me say this. Your walk with Christ can't be as meaningful if, as you would like it, if your faith doesn't have a target, if you're not dreaming for something, your target is your hope. So here's what you've got to do you have to refine your faith, refine your target, refine your hopes. So for us, we dreamed about this day, but can I tell you, now that it's here, I'm dreaming about other things. I'm dreaming about what would it look like if we took City Hope Church and we planted a campus in every community around Wichita Falls. What would it look like if we had one in Burke Burnett? What would it look like if we had one in Iowa Park and Holiday and Archer City and, and Eastside? What would it look like if we had one in Lakeside City? What would it look like if we went to Henrietta and just covered all over North Texas? I mean, what would it Dream big. I'm dreaming big like what would it look like if City Hope Church made such a difference in this city that the poverty rate decreased? What, it would look, what would it look like if City Hope Church made a difference in this city and, and, and marriages were restored and the divorce rate went down and abuse went down and alcoholism went down and addiction went down and the, and the prisons were undercrowded in, in this area? Come on, what would it look like if we dreamed so big that racism came to an end here first and then spread all over America? Come on, somebody, what would it look like if we dreamed so big? Well, Ben, that, that'll never happen. Yeah, it will. It's called faith. It's called dreaming big. We've got to lean into those things. Lean into the dreams that God's put in your heart. So, dreams are the target of your faith. You have to have something that you're hoping for. And here's the third reason why I want you to live out your dreams. is because dreams have a habit of coming true. They do. I, I, I mean, don't just chance it like, well, maybe one of these days it'll happen. No, believe that your dream will come true. Jesus said in, in uh, Luke chapter one, verse thirty-seven. He said, "With God, with God, not by yourself, not in your own ability, but with God, no thing, nothing, will be impossible. Nothing at all. You, ha- nothing will be impossible." Jeremiah thirty-two seventeen says, "Behold." You have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and your outstretched arm. There's nothing too hard for you. There's not one thing that's too hard for God. Amen. So God wants you to live out big dreams. I still got a little bit of time if you want. I just don't want him up here for like twenty more minutes. Like, when is he gonna end? God wants you to have such big dreams. He wants you to have God-honoring dreams. And here's what you need to know about God-honoring dreams. Number one is this. In your notes, a God dream always seems risky. If you're looking for the easy way, if you're looking for the quickest point from A to B, I do that sometimes, that's not how God rolls (laughs) There's a lot of rabbit trails along the way. There's some detours along the way. For us, the biggest risk of our life, the biggest step of faith for us was was actually moving here to Wichita Falls, Texas. My wife is from here. Grew up here all of her life. We met here in 2002. We married in 2003. And then we moved to Coleman, Alabama, this little hole-in-the-wall town. We we didn't know anything about it. Just a small town. Great town. Love that city. It's a great city. But just 14, 15 years ago, we didn't know anything about it. And we moved there to join the staff of a church called Daystar Church. And we were there almost 15 years until we moved back here. Four years ago, this weekend, we actually started a campus in Huntsville, Alabama, for our church. And life was good. I was... I was the senior staff member, been there the longest except for our senior pastor, one of the younger staff members. I know I look really young. I know I do. <laughs> We've been there for a while. We started this, this campus. Things were going great. We had just built a house in a great neighborhood, had the community pool. Kids were in top schools in the state. Had, had, had people, all of our boys were born in Alabama. They had their friends, they had, they had their, their community. Everything looked good on paper, but I'm telling you, we were miserable on the inside because there was, a, there was a, a hope that wasn't happening. There was a hope that had been deferred in our hearts, and we couldn't get Wichita Falls out of our mind. We couldn't get Wichita Falls out of our heart. It, we just kept thinking about it and dreaming about it until we had to say, we have got to go. It's time to fulfill this dream that God's put in our heart. And so we, we left all that. We cut our income in half. We moved into a home half the size. We, we put our kids in, in, in the school system here. We moved here on uh, June 4th of, of last year. Nearly six or seven months ago. We put it all on the line. We bet the farm on a whisper from God. Would this thing work? Will anybody show up? Man. I'm telling you, God is the God who answers prayer. Listen. Hey, listen. You've got to dream big dreams. You've got to be risky with your faith sometimes. I've never jumped out of an airplane, and it's not on my bucket list. (laughs) But what I've been told is it's the thrill of a lifetime. But I've also been told when you get to the door and it's your turn, you're kind of like, I'm second-guessing this. I, I don't know if I should be doing this. And, and you're holding the door frame like this, and then the instructor's kind of nudging you out of the back. Hey, listen, some of you are at the cusp right now of fulfilling a God dream in your life, and you're holding on to the doorframe. But I'm telling you the same risk and the, and the same thrill that I've had, I want that same risk and same thrill for you. God's just kind of giving you a little bit of a nudge, and he's saying it's time to jump, but it's up to you to jump. It's up to you to step out in faith. It's up to you to take the risk. Why? Because Hebrews 11.6 says, without faith, without faith, hey, it's it's impossible to please God, to live out your dreams. You've got to have faith to do that. Number two, the second thing about God dreams, these God-honoring dreams is, is this. A God dream requires God's involvement. You can't do it on your own. If you could do it on your own, then you wouldn't need God. Can I get a witness? Amen. We could. So I want us, and God wants us to dream so big, so big that it requires God's intervention. Dream so big that, that like it scares us. If your dreams aren't scaring you, then you might not be dreaming big enough. Dream big. like People around you ought to be saying, man, if God doesn't come through for this guy, he is up the creek without a paddle. Like It's not going to be good if God doesn't come through. That's the kind of dreams we ought to be dreaming, living your life according to God's greatness and not your own human limitations or your human abilities. Ephesians 3 says it like this. "Now, Now to him who is able, now to him, to God, Who is able, he's the one who can do exceedingly abundantly above all we ask or think. How does he do it? According to the power that works in us. What's the power that works in us? It's the Holy Spirit that works in us. And it's the same Holy Spirit that Acts 2 mentioned earlier. That in the last days he would pour out his spirit. That's the same spirit. It lives inside of us already to fulfill the dreams that God's called us to. So if we can answer our own prayers, hey, we don't need God. If we can answer our own prayers, we don't have a whole lot of faith. But we ought to dream so big that if God doesn't come through, we look foolish. We ought to look foolish. So here's the last thing. Number three, a God dream changes lives. At the end of the day, your dreams are not about you. God doesn't, He doesn't give you dreams for you. It's not about the bucket list. It's not about, oh, it's not about the the Jeep Wrangler Sahara. It's not about the SEC tour. It's not about any of that stuff. Not about any of it. God gives you dreams so that you will make a difference in somebody else around you. It's not about the job. It's not about the money. It's not about anything else. He gives you dreams. He gives you visions so that you can change somebody around you. So that your life impacts somebody else. That's why he gives you dreams. And every one of you. Every one of you looking at me right now. Look at me. Every one of you. Every one of you have a place in God's design. He's known about this day before you were born. He knew you would be here today. He, he knew that you would be here. He created, I love to say it this way. He created the thing that he wanted you to do. He created the dream that he had for you before he even created you. We'll read that in just a second. He created the thing he wanted you to do. He, he's like, man, this is a pretty awesome thing. And he said, you know what? I'm going to create this person because they'd be great to fill it out. They'd be great to live out that dream. Check this out. Like like all of your life is pointing towards this one thing. In Ephesians chapter 1, it says it this way. It's in Christ that we find out who we are. Listen, you can't find out who you are. You can't find your identity apart from Christ. It's in Jesus alone. It's in Christ that we find out who we are and what we're really living for. I love this. I love this. Long before... We first heard of Christ, long before we first heard of Christ and we got our hopes up, I'll say it this way, before you got a mailer, before you saw something on social media, before you were driving down Kemp or Brook and you saw a billboard, or before somebody invited you to church, let's go back to that scripture real quick, long before all that, long before he had his eye on you, (laughs) He had designs for you for glorious living so that you could be part of the overall purpose that he's working out in everything and in everyone. Come on, man, that excites me right there. That pumps me up to know that he has a plan and he has a purpose for you. There's a dream that he's birthing birthing inside of you. So that's why it's so important for us to, to serve other people for us to get our eyes off of our own problems and our own issues and begin looking to others to see how we can serve, how can we make a difference. We all need the thrill of making a difference, but not just a difference, an eternal difference for somebody. We have what we call the growth track here. And growth track is its our way to help you in a journey. You're in a spiritual journey. I'm in a spiritual journey. And, and our journey for you is that you would know God Find freedom. So let me slow it down. That you would know God in a personal way. Not like, yeah, yeah, I know God. Yeah, we're kind of tight. No, that you would know Him personally. That you would find freedom. And what that means is you'd settle your yesterdays, because we all got a past. That you'd settle your yesterdays. That you would discover your purpose because every one of you were created on purpose. For a purpose. And then we want to see you make a difference. Like this. Hey Amen. Come on. I want to make a difference. Hey Amen. Do you believe that? I believe that, church. Yeah. That we would make a difference. And so growth track is our way to help you do that. Starting next Sunday, from that point on, we do a step every single week. Step one is always the first Sunday of every month. And in step one, we're going to feed you lunch. Woo. Woo. And it doesn't cost anything because when you give in the offering, you pay for it, right? That's just how it works around here. We're not gonna charge you for it. Step one's always on the first side. And we're gonna keep your kids too. We're gonna keep your hooligan, I mean your children. And uh, yeah. But step one is all about, it's all about who's city hope? What is this all about? If you like what you saw here today, if you felt the spirit of God and you thought, man, this church is for me. And step one is about, let's find out more. Let's, let's join this place and make a difference. Step two always happens on the second Sunday of the month. And we talk about discovering your design. What, how did God create you? What does he put inside of you? What are the passions and gifts he has in your life? And step three is always on the third Sunday. We make it real simple around here, man. I just, we just try to be simple. Step three is on the third Sunday of the month. And we talk about your leadership And I know you're going, man, I'm not a leader. That's not me. I'm not a leader. But can I tell you, leadership is influence. And so that makes you a leader because you're influencing somebody around you. And step four is always on the fourth Sunday. We talk about joining the team, making a difference, going out into our community and serving people. Going out into our community and loving people. Hey, let's go put a roof on somebody's house. Let's go rake some leaves in somebody's yard. Let's go do something that makes a difference. It's not just about me, you know. Let's go do that. And so that happens. That's next Sunday. I'd love for you to be there. And if if all of you come, we just have to stay in here because we can't fit in Mr. Dudley's room down the hall. No way. I'd love for you to be there. But I want you to know this. You are part of God's plan for this generation, for this moment. You are. And here's my prayer for you. This is my prayer for you on the screen. It says this. This is Francis Drake, I believe. Do we have that? It's up there. Nope. Francis Drake said, Disturb us, Lord. Disturb us, Lord when we're too well-pleased with ourselves, when our dreams come true because we have dreamed too little and when we've arrived safely because we sailed too close to the shore. Disturb us, Lord. Lord, would you awaken our hearts to dream again? Awaken us to dream again, Lord. Hey, would you bow your heads and close your eyes with me today? and I'm asking you this question. What's the Holy Spirit saying to you? We're going to wrap up in just a few minutes, but just kind of hang out where you are. What's the Holy Spirit saying to you today? What's He whispering to you? For my Texas dad, Larry, we would never have thought of that kind of diagnosis for him. Not in a million years but suddenly what it did was it caused him to want to live his last days in such a way that he he could just make the best of them that he that he would live them in the best way possible and when he got the words when he got the news these were his exact words i've lived a good life and i don't have any regrets church that's my prayer for you today that you wouldn't have any regrets that you wouldn't have any regrets with your soul that you wouldn't have any regrets with your dreams and the things that God's put inside of you that he would stir up those dreams in your heart again so Lord we're asking you to do that stir those up in us these dreams stir those up in us again but I want to tell you none of this is possible None of this is possible outside of a relationship with Jesus Christ. You can try all day long, but you need a relationship with Jesus. It starts with Jesus and the cool thing about God is that he knows your past he knows your yesterdays he knows your mess ups he knows all about that and he still has a plan for you he still has a purpose for you and he's still willing to give you a fresh start he's still willing to give you a fresh start a clean slate a blank page for you today and this is your moment church this is your moment some of you are feeling the weight of your past. You're feeling the weight of your yesterdays. And you, and you feel like it's limiting you from doing what God's called you to do. You feel like it's keeping you from the dream that God's put in your heart. It's keeping you from being fulfilled in this life. And the solution is for you to surrender today. The solution for you is to get out of the driver's seat. Let go of control. And let God have his way in you. Let God be in charge. Let God be the boss. God's dream for you is that you give your life to him today. And we're not going to embarrass you. We are not going to single you out in any way. But you need to respond. You need to take some action today. And if you're here today and you say, Ben, I'm ready for life change. I want to see, I I want my life to be different. I'm ready to commit my life to Jesus. I've been wandering aimlessly like we talked about earlier. It's been chaotic in my life. It's time for me to surrender. It's time for me to give my life to Jesus and commit to him. If that's you today, in just a moment, I'm going to lead us in a prayer. And if that's you, I just want you to slip your hand up. We'll slip it up. If that's you, go ahead and just put your hand up right now. Ben, I want to be counted in that prayer. That's me. Just keep it up right where you are. Keep it up right where you are in boldness and in courage. In Jesus name. Just lift it up say, "Man, that's me. I want to be counted in that prayer. I'm ready for life change. I'm ready for I'm ready to be. I'm ready to to dream again. I'm ready to surrender control of my life. It's not about me anymore. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Hands are up all over this place. Anybody else want to say, "That's me, Ben. I'm surrendering. I'm I'm giving my life." Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Maybe a couple dozen hands up in here today. I'm going to lead you in a prayer. And you just right where you are, you can slip your hand down. Right where you are, I want you to say this prayer with me. Say, Jesus, I surrender. I'm not in control anymore. I believe in you. You are my hope and my salvation. Will you be my Lord? Will you be my Savior? My best friend. I commit to serve you from this day forward in Jesus name and everybody said amen and come on let's give God praise today let's give God thanks amen amen hey if you if you did raise your hand we're not going to single you out but one way one thing we want to do is just be able to pray for you and we want to be able to keep you in prayer over the next few weeks and help you in these next steps you don't have to go out on your own. You don't have to do that. You don't have to do that. You don't have to be out on your own. So we're going to send you a, a letter in the mail and just saying, hey, here's some next steps for you, some things that you can do. So fill out that connection card in your worship guide. And here in just a moment, when the, when the offerings pass, just drop it in there. And our ushers are coming now. And, and here's the deal. If you're a guest with us today, this service is our gift to you. We don't expect you to give today. There's no pressure for you to give. I want you to know that. So this service is a gift to you. We do want to be able to pray for you and connect with you. And so that connection card in your worship guide is our way to do that. And you can drop that in the, in the offering container when it passes in just a moment. And if you call City Hope home, then this is a chance for you to to partner with the vision. Over the last few weeks, we have fed about six different schools. Hundreds and hundreds of teachers have gotten Chick-fil-A. Come on, somebody. The Lord's chicken. We've been able to feed some teachers the last few weeks. We fed the sheriff's department. We got this awesome toe-behind grill that we just pull up places, and we'll we'll feed people. We don't ask for anything. We don't charge. It's all for free, but it's because of your giving. This week here here at McNeil, City Hope Church was able to pay off the negative balance, the negative lunch balance for every student in McNeil Middle School. That's pretty awesome. And that's, that's because of your generosity and your giving. And today is a special day because we're one of 25 churches that are starting all across America. We're part of an organization called ARC, Association of Related Churches. And, and we are one of 25 new churches starting all across America today. And hundreds and thousands of people will be in service today. Many of them giving their life to Jesus. We believe in planting churches. So part of every dollar you give to City Hope goes out to plant other churches. We just believe that's, that's in our blood. That's who we are. And so as we give, uh, we just give with, with uh, just a cheerful attitude. If you're a guest with us, no pressure on you. Just drop that connection card in, all right? So I'm going to bless the offering, bless this time together, and we'll stand up after that and sing one more song, all right? So Lord, I thank you for such a great day. You're a good, good Father. You are so good, so awesome, so loving, so kind, and we put our hope in you. We put our trust in you today, and I thank you for, for every person represented here. Lord, I'm praying they come back next week. Lord, I pray that they have to fight the same traffic to get in here. Lord, I'm praying that you would just let this church be a lighthouse in a city on a hill in Wichita Falls, Texas. Lord, I thank you that greater things are still to come. And so for every person giving, for every guest that's here today, Lord, we ask your blessing to go on them. Move in power and move in grace and move in truth. In Jesus' mighty name, everybody said amen. Amen. Go ahead and stand up on your feet. If you're on the right-hand side of your row, there's an offering container down there. Just reach down and grab that offering container. Pass it to your left. Our ushers will grab that from you. And let's sing this out one more time. Come on, let's declare. You are good. of our faith he is good he is good amen hey i hope to see you back next weekend here at city hope church welcome home everybody go with god he's going with with you have the best week of your life we'll see you next week oh to the sun set our eyes on our